This episode of the podcast is brought to you by... Frank, I just broke my toe. This isn't a sponsor. Please take me to the hospital. They gave the people bread and circuses. They kept the populace busy with entertainment. But other dictatorships use other, other strategies to control ideas, the knowledge. How do they do that? Lower education. They limit culture. Censor information. They censor any means of individual expression. And it's important to remember this, that this is a pattern that repeats itself throughout history. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that didn't get invited to this weird spider cult. I am Zach. And I'm Frank. And we're here today to talk about Enemy. Yes. A24 boys, we're back. (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) We haven't done A24 in a while, but boy. Um, We're saving them. This is a great movie. I, I really enjoy this film. I, I saw this uh, probably two years ago at this point. I think I recommended this movie to you. You might have, or I just noticed where it was like... I, I think I was on like a kick of like looking up A24 films, and mm. I think this came across, and I looked up like the trailer to it, and as soon as I saw like the giant spider, I was like, intrigued? Oh, please. <laughs> you have piqued my interest. <laughs> What's he doing walking around in the city? So... I picked this. Uh, I I really enjoyed this film. Uh, I guess I'll do the rundown then. I guess you do. That's my job, I guess. So Enemy came out in 2013, directed by Denis Villeneuve. Vanilla. Vanilla. We're going to go with Vanilla. (laughs) So there's only like a couple of people in this film that are actually important to it. So your main character is Jake Gyllenhaal, who plays Adam. Followed by him, you have Jake Gyllenhaal, who plays Anthony, because he plays both. He does. You have Melanie Laurent, who plays Mary, and you have Sarah Geddon, who plays Helen, mm-hmm. and that's really it. That's all you need for this film. And the spiders. Yeah, and the spiders, <laughs> played by Jake Gyllenhaal as well. <laughs> He's doing a lot in this film. Um, so... This is a film about a university teacher who I think he I think he does history and yeah, um, that's Adam. Yeah, so he is a a university teacher and he him and his coworker are like sitting in the um, kind of like the rec area, and his coworker recommends that he watches a film, and so he does. He goes out and he actually rents the movie and he and he sits down and he watches it and he, then he has like this weird kind of like uh, dream. And he wakes up in the middle of the night and he goes back and then he rewatches the movie back to like a specific scene. And he notices that in the background of the scene, there's like a bellhop who pretty much looks identical to him. Yeah. And he's like, what's going on here? Like, why is this guy so like, why does he look like me? Like, what's going on? So then the, the, basically the film is then him going on this I don't know if I would call this an adventure, but it's like a... It's, <laughs> it's like a choose-your-own-story path. Uh, you know, it basically is just like him going out and like a journey to kind of like find this man and talk to him. And he does do it in a slightly stalkerish way. Yeah. One of my favorite things is like when he realizes that Anthony looks exactly like him and he drives to Canada and goes to like the... 
what is like the acting studio where apparently Anthony works and just walks in and is like, hey, yeah, I'm working on this film. And did I get any mail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here for that thing, that you know. That thing, you know, that thing. And it's like, nobody's here on Saturdays. It's like, no, I, I know. <laughs> and he goes to like the, the grocery store and just picks up like Gucci sunglasses. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, that's just fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely a metaphorical movie. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, even so like early on, I picked up like a couple of things where it's like when, even when he's like just talking in his history class Mm -hmm. and he says a line where censor any means of self-expression, a pattern throughout history. So I noticed that like after he said that it's kind of like quick cuts of Adam's life where it's like it's only kind of showing you what he wants you to be shown if that makes sense like he'll he'll show you like okay he's teaching and then he'll come back to his house and like he'll eat with his girlfriend and then they'll have sex and then she leaves yeah but you can kind of pick up that like something's definitely not right between Helen and Adam mm-hmm. like there's definitely something going on and yeah. i think that being one of the the first kind of metaphors to the film really kind of like brings you to a point early on of like what he is about and like how he's kind of like hiding a lot of himself yeah. from the world. Yeah, yeah. I th- um there's there is a huge difference between like I guess I would refer to them as actor and teacher. And teacher. Yeah. Um because the teacher is very disheveled looking doesn't really like care about his appearance Mm -hmm. that much his apartment is literally empty there's like nothing in his apartment one chair and And a a bed bed. (laughs) (laughs) like like, there's nothing else in his part it's very like dark Mm -hmm. and dim in there um and it's just very much like a guy who seems like he's depressed Mm -hmm. um and then you have actor who is very much Got, like, the traditional kind of Hollywood, I guess, lifestyle of, like, yeah. a really, really nice kind of, like, um, penthouse-type deal. Everything, you know, just really, really big, open, bright. Um, but they're very similar with their mindsets mm-hmm. of unhappiness being kind of, like, unfaithful towards their girlfriends. Yeah, they both have, like, a very weird kind of, like, sex life where they almost can't be held down by one person. Yeah, right. And I'll... I'll touch on it later but i think that has something to do with the spiders yeah me too yeah <laughs> I, I mean i look i don't know if there's a correct or an incorrect way of interpreting this movie I'm, mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure there are like it's an interpretation so you can't really be wrong i guess but i do think that there's a very i i think that the spiders definitely represent something very very specific yeah um and i think it's done in a really really interesting and unique way well you know what too like i found out that the director actually made like everybody on set like actors production team like sign an agreement that they were not allowed to explain in interviews what the spiders represented yeah and i guess in that sense like there is no right or wrong answer like you said yeah yeah. it's just up to everybody's imagination yeah um because you can almost kind of say that like it has something to do with like his mother as well yes there's that uh it's it's a doozy yeah but like at the core of the at the core of the film i mean 
even like the like the opening shot is even unsettling where mm-hmm. he's at like this like I don't even know what you would call it. It's like a sex thing. Well, that's, it's almost like in Taken. Yeah. Like or, although I don't think that they like buy these women and like take them. It's more of just like it's a weird like sex zoology class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then immediately you get like thrown in for like the, the like you see the spider there like mm-hmm. she ta- she has it like in a. And like a uh, like a silver platter type yeah. deal, and she like unveils it, and then she like steps on it or mm-hmm. almost steps on it. Yeah, and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character is very like just almost shocked and kind of like mesmerized by it. Yeah, but it also begs a question too, where I'm wondering if in the opening scene is that Adam or is that Anthony? Because I personally think it's Adam, the teacher. Oh, I 100% believe that it's. Uh, the actor really yeah anthony. I, I i completely think it's anthony and i think that there's like there's validation for that because mm-hmm. at the end of the movie he gets that key well then yeah that would be adam then the teacher at the end of the film when he gets the key that's adam he's adam and then i believe that the beginning shot is right after the end of the film where he's going to... Oh, you think so? That's oh, what I think. I don't think so. Oh, oh. we got some discussion. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Jay Schoenhall, though, is great in this movie. I mean, he's really, really good at, like, portraying two different people mm-hmm. um, and kind of having, like, subtle nuances and, like, subtle differences being and on being able to tell on, like, who you're watching because, it, it, I mean, it gets to a point where, like, it does get a little confusing, sort Slightly. of, if you're not, like, really, really paying attention because at one point they end up, like, swapping girls and yeah. and that gets That, that gets was crazy. a whole... <laughs> that part I was, like, laughing my ass off about. Yeah. Because he's just like, did you fuck my girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, I... What are you talking about? He's like, all right, I know you did, <laughs> so give me your clothes. I'm going to fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> It's like, like, how did we get to this? But absolutely, like, I love, like, how Jake Gyllenhaal portrayed this character. Yeah. And at the same time, too, like, the shots, especially, too, when they first meet in the hotel, the way that the director set that up was very great. It was was, very, very good. It was really cool to see. I found out, too, when they were doing something where it's like Jake Gyllenhaal, when the camera was just straight on him and he's talking to either Adam or Anthony, depending on who is in a mirror. No, actually, uh, the director actually just took a stick with a tennis ball on it, <laughs> just so he had some form of like eye movement to pay attention to. <laughs> I feel like you, should, you, feel like you probably should have looked in a mirror or something. Mirror would have been a good idea. <laughs> here's, a, here's a stick and a tennis ball. <laughs> Go fetch. Jake well, low budget. Like man, like you can't always expect to have mirrors handy. Yeah, not in a hotel room. Just his mother's. <laughs> his mother's house is filled with them. But no, we don't. <laughs> tennis ball on a stick, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, no. But them meeting in the hotel room and him like kind of being like, "I bet you have the same scar. I bet you have like you know." And they're like kind of like feeling each other and all mm-hmm. that. And it's like just trying to like they're just trying to kind of gauge like how they're trying to comprehend like what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's done in a realistic way because I mean, I don't know if I saw somebody who was my pretty much exact identical twin and I had no idea, you'd have sex with them. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> Got to think about this. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I don't know. It's just like, wh- like, how would you react? I mean, I, I don't know. It's I, definitely weird, though, on the way that he follows him and, like, it becomes, like, stalkerish kind of. Yeah. And, and I mean, but then it, that also kind of swaps because when actor Jake or Anthony mm-hmm. is, like, following 
Adam's girl. Yeah. It becomes a lot it's more... It's very much, like, very stalker. She's, like, lot... looking at her through windows, and they're, like, on, like, the bus together, and he's just, like, staring at her, and it's, like, very, very bizarre. Yeah, it's a lot darker than how Adam went about it. Yeah. Adam kind of goes more of, like, creepy, but, like, more so curious. Yeah. Like, he calls the apartment and, like, tries to speak with him and yeah, then yeah. notices. And Anthony's then... more like... I'm I kind of go, just want to masturbate in the parking lot like <laughs> while <laughs> I'm just going to fuck your girl. <laughs> I think yeah. that's really more or less like what he's kind of after in this whole scenario. You think they want to do like the freaky Friday swap? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you want to get into like the metaphors? Because well, I have a very like specific thing that I don't know if if what you think is what I think. So we our interpretation of this movie might be completely different. Mm-hmm. Well, first, let me ask you, like, what do you think the correlation between Adam and Anthony are? Like, is it twins split at birth? Is it split personality or is it doppelganger? It's split personality. That's what I'm thinking. I think that it, I think that they're the same In person. A, yeah, 100 percent. I think it's split personality just alone with the scar on the same side of their torso. Yeah. And early on when Adam is rummaging through, like, his photos and he sees, like, the torn picture of, like, him and it's supposed to be a girl, but it's, like, split in half so you don't see the girl. And towards the end, you get that shot of Adam in Anthony's apartment pretending to be him now and just sees that picture framed. Yep. And to me, there's no other way about it. Like, they are the same person. Yeah. And I think... I guess I think that the movie is basically like him trying to. So, I so all right. So there's Adam and Anthony. I think that the real person is the actor. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. The the, the teacher. <laughs> the teacher. Yeah. I think that Anthony is like. So he so he was like an aspiring actor. Mm-hmm. It's it's explained um, when he's sitting down with his mom. And they're saying, like, you know, she was basically, like, saying, like, you, you know, you used to, like, this acting thing. You gave up on that, blah, blah, blah. And she says that you have, like, a respectable job and whatever. Like, you should be whatever. He's just having this yeah. conversation with his mom. So I, I think that uh, he – I think the biggest struggle in the movie that he's having is the simple fact that he cannot be faithful. No, absolutely not. I think that that's, like, the main... I think that's kind of, like, the core of the the movie of, like, what this whole thing is really about. is like, him fighting with himself on trying to be faithful and not really being able to. So, I think that, like, actor Jake is, like, the unfaithful kind of, like, part of him. Mm-hmm. And he, him seeing him, finding him, them doing that swap, and then... The and then I mean it gets to a point of the car accident and then they die and all that. I think that's literally like his like subconscious or his you know his complete consciousness just him fighting with himself trying to better himself. I guess yeah, and almost like killing off the negative side of of himself because towards the end, like Anthony really kind of shows his true colors where it's like he's very aggressive, he is unfaithful. And if he doesn't get what he wants, then he becomes, like, a completely different person. And with the car crash at the end, it really just kind of, like, solidifies that Adam is getting rid of both the unhealthy relationship with Mary and also his darker side. Right, because and, what the the pregnant actor girlfriend... Yeah, Helen. 
is his real current girlfriend. Yes. The other woman, which is, what's her name? Mary. So Mary is who he was having an affair with. Yes. I think. And then, again, that's him, like, trying to kill that off and, like, really, really, like, not, or really, really try to be faithful to his girl Mm -hmm. so i believe that when that car accident happened again like what you said like he killed her off and then he finds so he actually like won that battle it was it's finally done it's clear his conscience is good he's like he's he's now saying okay i'm going to be faithful again or is he done 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 but but that's but that's like what i you know that's what i was like interpreting from that i definitely we're on the same page with that i definitely got that and then one of my favorite scenes in the film too which also solidifies this is when Helen is very curious and like goes to the the college. Oh, it's to, so good. It's such when, a good scene. When she's sitting down next to Adam and like they're having a conversation and she is just dumbfounded that like this is the same person. Yeah. Then it becomes a completely different thing for her. And then he, she tries to call Anthony and my it's, favorite It's done very well. It's so well done where he is like, hey, I got a class to teach. Uh, nice talking to you. Yeah. Walks over, and as she's calling him, the phone is ringing, but Anthony doesn't pick up until Adam's out of the frame, like, yeah, going like goes inside. behind the wall, yeah. And it almost solidifies as well that, like, they're the same person because you don't see him pick up the phone while right. Adam's still in the frame. Right. And I absolutely yeah. love that. But it's that. very interesting because he doesn't recognize her. Yes, but so, that I think has part to do with the the split personality. Right. So that's what I'm that's what I'm saying though. It's kind of, it's really interesting that like one side of him literally like had an affair with her and was sleeping with her and then she goes and finds him and depending on, you know, how he woke up that day, like where yeah. he where he's at in his head, he's either going to know who she is or he's not and he had no idea who she was. Exactly. And a part of that, too, has to play with, again, when he's teaching and he talks about uh, Hagger, where they're talking about events happening twice yeah. in history. And he says, first time, it was a tragedy. Second time, it was a farce. Yeah. And I think that really has a part to play, too, in who Adam and Anthony are. Yeah. And then, I don't know, he's got, like, this really interesting, at least from what I get from it, is that he he really finds women, he, he doesn't think of them in a healthy, good way. No, um, and I think that has to stem too from his mom. Yeah, but so like, so my thing was when when he's teaching, I think like in the opening scene, he's talking about like dictatorships yes. and and all that, and you get like that one shot of like him like walking down that um that like tunnel, and there's like all those guys with like their arms raised, and it's like military militia and all that, mm-hmm. and it kind of comes up a few more times where there's like this talk about dictatorship and. And I think that's, like, how he views women. I think that, like, he feels like women are, like, controlling him. And he's, like, he just wants to, like, break free of them. And he just doesn't want to be controlled. Like, him being in a in a, in a monogamous relationship is, his, is, like, him feeling like he's almost in a dictatorship. Or, like, he can't go out and, mm-hmm. you know, and sleep with other women. Yeah. And I think that has to do in part two with like the spiders as well yeah so we're here guys spider time (laughs) you've been waiting for it so the i'll be honest Mm -hmm. the first time that i watched this movie i did not get it i didn't get the spiders i was like i am i am at a loss i do not understand these spiders i don't get it at all 
do you want to say what you think spiders represent? Because we're probably on the same page. It seems like we are. Yeah, I mean, I think the spiders have something to do with control. And it has to do with, like, him not being able to control himself with his sex life. Ah, we're, we're a little bit different. Ooh. I mean, we're so, it's kind of, like, around the same thing. It, but yeah. I, I think that... Okay, but keep going. Okay, so I think in part of that, it has to do with his mother. Um because I, I have two theories. I have either that the spiders represent, like, his mother and, like, how she was controlling and how it's kind of, like, taking over his life mm-hmm. with the sex drive and, like, not being able to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of it, when, obviously, Adam has won and he's in the apartment with Helen and he's looking at the key and he's like, hey, did you have anything to do tonight? Because I think I got to go out. Yeah. And then walks in, and it's no longer Helen. It's a spider that, like, curls up on the wall. Yeah. So it's almost become where Helen has turned into this spider because now she's frightened of how he'll become. Like, he'll almost revert back to who Anthony is. Yeah. And involve himself with, like, other women and not be able to control his sex drive. And I think with spiders, they are very, like, I want to say more like reclused. Is that a word? I don't, I don't even know how to speak. <laughs> um, I well, in in layman's terms, I would put it where it's like they're uh, scared and and need to hide okay. from danger. And I think that has a part to play where it's like why Helen has turned into the spider at the end. Yeah, I, I we're we're like we're pretty close. I I don't know if I would say that they. I don't think that they exactly represent like him being you know like not faithful or anything like that or like the control part i personally think that women would just unabashedly represent or i think that the spiders represent women to him i think that yeah. like that's how he views women um reason being is that so there's that he he has that sit down conversation with his mother mm-hmm. and like the next scene is that giant spider going over the city yeah and i think that's like immediate i don't think that's a coincidence i would mm-hmm. say that that is definitely like supposed to be how he kind of like views his mom because she's like over him towering, towering over, him. over him like telling him like get kind of like you know like what's going on with your life and she's just kind of like kind of like reaming into him a little bit kind of get like as mom, moms do as like you know like get your shit together sort of yeah so that's like how he views his mom and very i think pretty much exactly what you said i think you were pretty much like right in the nose with him being like so he successfully kills off mm-hmm. his kind of you know his, his desire to want to go and sleep with other women mm-hmm. And it, but it, the issue is that he goes and he and he and he's in his uh, he's in that uh, elevator and mm-hmm. that guy who's actually in the sex cult thing now in the in the first uh, shot yeah he's there and he ends up saying like hey like you know like they changed the keys or whatever mm-hmm. um, so he now he then finally has like that package and he opens it up and and he has the key that, to then get back into that thing into that sex fling so. I don't know. I w- for me, it was like, okay, you know, they seem to be like healthier and happier because like they even talk about that. There's like that, um, the radio is on and it's talking about the car crash Yeah, and, and it says, it and off. it says that like, you know, there's, you know, there was a really, really bad car crash, but before you hear any details, he pretty much shuts it off. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, okay, he really truly has successfully killed off his bad part of himself. The part that he wants to go sleep with other women. He's really, really going to try to have a monogamous relationship here. And, and then, I liked to really quick before, sorry. Um, sorry. So 
when the car crashes, how the window is like shattered. It's yeah. like a spider web. Yeah, there's a lot of references to that. There's like there's like the opening shot of like the city and it's like looking yes. up at the sky and it's like the all um, the trolley the lines. Yeah, yeah, and it's like all those those look like spider webs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's just a lot of stuff like that. And there's even like a little interesting thing that I I noticed this time around where it was when he goes to the video store. There's a there's a poster in the background of like a it's like a fifty foot like wom- like woman like standing over like uh, whatever and it's like talking about like how she's like destroying the city and stuff like that. <laughs> so I thought that was oh attack inter- of the fifty foot woman. Yeah, I think yeah that's what it was. That's literally what what yeah. the uh, what the um this poster is. That's a fun movie. So I was like okay like you know so yeah anyway he he gets uh he gets that key and he finally like he he finally like opens that package and he sees that it's the key and then immediately mm-hmm. he's like. Hey, I got to go out tonight. So in, for my opinion, it was like, okay, at the first opportunity that he got yeah. to, to, to be, you know, to go cheat on his girl, he, he just he had, a, he jumps on, he jumped mm-hmm. on it. So then when he goes back into that room and then she's not answering anymore and he goes in there and he sees that spider and it's her. And then she like, you know, regresses into the wall. Cause she's like scared of him. It's like immediately he views women as spiders because if you look, he doesn't even seem like shocked or like anything because I don't think that like the spider is like an imaginative thing. Like mm -hmm. she really, like that's a real, like, you know, I mean, obviously it's not real, but like, I I do not think that like in the actual film in that world, the spiders are not really there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in my opinion, like in the actual movie world, when he opened that door, he saw that giant spider. Yeah. Like, that's what he saw. But it was actually Helen still there. But right. yes, his subconscious did that. And the last shot where you have of Adam at that point, he almost kind of, like, takes a deep breath sigh in. Yeah. It's, where it's like, oh, fuck, here we go again. He, so like, just he knows. knows. He, he just kind of accepts it. And mm-hmm. I think that, like, she backs up because, I don't know, I think that that first shot of, like, that woman, like, standing over it, or standing over that spider and like mm-hmm. a gun, like you know, uh, crush it. I think that's kind of like, like the spider regressed because she knows that like he's gonna cr- like crush yeah. her, squash her, whatever you want to say, right? So yeah, that's what I, I I just immediately was like, I think that these spiders represent women and how he mm-hmm. views them. Um, but it, it's definitely done in a very very good way. I, I think that like having the split personalities, I'm mm-hmm. glad that we agreed on that. Um, I'm gl- I think that like having the split personalities, but doing it in a way that there are separate people and then they mm. swap girls and the car accident and all that. I thought that was a very, very interesting way in a very, very unique way and a great way. Of- it's, it's subtle. It's, it's subtlety done right. Yeah. In a film. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was really, really done well to, uh, to kind of like showcase an internal battle mm-hmm. shown externally. Yeah. I thought it was done really, really well. It's kind of like similar to um, what's his name's movie that we watched, that we did. Uh, the guy who did Ex Machina, that other oh, movie. Uh, a- a- Annihilation. Yeah, where yeah. like she's fighting like the the weird robot thing that like tries to take over. Remember Natalie Portman at yes. the end? She's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, it's kind of yeah, like that was internal a internal really battle. That's mm-hmm. like it's like it's you know it's interesting to do it that way. And I thought that um, I thought the car accident and all that was like a really clever way of of it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I enjoyed this film. I really, really do. It's it is a, a very. It's, it's a slow movie. It's a slow movie. It's very metaphorical. You gotta really pay attention to it. Yeah. But like, if you do so, it's awesome. It's yeah. a very great psychological thriller. I would say. Yeah. Yep. I agree. One hundred percent. Is that all? Is that all we have to say about Enemy? I, I think that's it, man. Great. 
He also did a movie called Prisoners, this guy. Yes. Did you ever see yeah. Prisoners? No, but Prisoners I know Jake Gyllenhaal is, is in it yeah, too. Yeah, it's another Jake Gyllenhaal movie. It's very good. Uh, it's like a kidnapping murder mystery thing going on and it's hmm. and Hugh Jackman's in it and Hugh Jackman is amazing in the movie. Really? Like he's so Australian? good. No, he's <sighs> American. But uh, one day I'll get an Australian <laughs> Hugh Jackman film. <laughs> but he is uh he's very very good in the movie. I highly recommend watching Prisoners. That's my recommendation even though you're <laughs> For my film choice. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, cool, great. Uh the next movie that we're going to be doing is Uncut Gems. Finally. I'm excited. I have I actually I haven't seen it. I really really want to see it in theaters, and I just never ended up getting to go or yeah. getting around to it. Same thing. So I'm very very excited to see Uncut Gems because I, I, I hate, love the Safdie brothers. I hate Adam Sandler, but I feel like just from the trailers, like I can it's really be get so behind. Good. I, I can feel like I can get behind <laughs> this film. I think it's gonna be really great. So look forward to that. Um, Zach, hit us with a recommendation. All right, I got a recommendation for you guys. So I love '80s music, and specifically 80s rock mm-hmm. now i don't know who you are if you don't know this band i don't want to fucking know you if you don't know this band <laughs> led zeppelin yeah possibly the greatest rock and roll band to ever live and i will say that and people people will say no rolling stones no rolling stones while they're great they are a blues rock band Led Zeppelin is a straight up is the greatest rock and roll group <laughs> to ever live. Wow. And specifically, I'm going to recommend I want to talk about their fourth album, which to me is possibly their greatest album that they've made. Obviously, you have the first song, Black Dogs. Awesome song. Awesome guitar riffs to it. You have Rock and Roll, a great Rock and roll song. song. (laughs) When the Levee Breaks. Yeah, it's a really good one. It's an awesome song, and it has some of the coolest, like, drum and bass to it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, of course, in my personal opinion, the greatest rock and roll song to to ever ever be made. To ever be made, Stairway to Heaven. I, I will... It's a stab se- somebody in it the- is a seven minute long song. I will play that shit on repeat three times over because it is so goddamn good. The the last two minutes, just the guitar swelling and the the solo, and then Robert Plant really just like wailing on the vocals after like five minutes of just being so somber and very like forest like almost like a song that like he would be nude with his hair blowing in the wind in the forest while <laughs> rabbits scurry by him. Yeah. Led Zeppelin. You know, I'm glad that you recommended them because they're amazing. Mm-hmm. But I'm really angry at you because I came up to Zach one day and I was like, Zach, you're going to be pissed off because I'm just, I'm angry. And he was like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm like, there's a band <laughs> that stole everything about Led Zeppelin and I don't. I guess I wouldn't say that they're tr- like they're like claiming it as their own, but mm-hmm. they are one hundred and ten percent the lead singer. It's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna impersonate Robert Plant one hundred percent through, and I was like, I was like I can't believe this, and I was like ready for Zach to be like this is bullshit, like whoa. Mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. So and that of course is Greta Van Fleet. So I like showed you like I I don't know I let you like I look think it was up, like when curtain falls whatever it was yeah. and and you were like you came back like. Two days later, and you were like, "Frank, you're like, I really like Greta Van Fleet." And I was like, "I was like, are you kidding me?" I like Greta Van Fleet. They well, 
weirdly enough, like he actually like models himself after Aerosmith, the the lead singer. Like he he wants to more so he, he's emulating so he's just stealing everything. He's more so emulating Steven Tyler, but like. I mean, the voice is one. I mean, it's look, I'll be honest. It's very, very good, but it's it's it it genuinely makes me mad. I like Greta Van Fleet. I don't. I recommend Greta Van Fleet as well. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Three in one episode. (laughs) All right, guys. That's it, it. guys. So we are doing Uncut Gems next week. So look forward to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Led Zeppelin, not Greta Van Fleet. Zach, (laughs) take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, chaos is order yet undeciphered.